This is What's New and What's Next from the team that brings you Civic at the San Francisco Public Press. First, what's new in the city? We told you last week about how the state's implementing a stricter mask mandate in anticipation of a spike in COVID cases and the spread of the Omicron variant. Well, it doesn't supersede San Francisco's rules about offices and gyms where everyone's fully vaccinated, after all, according to the San Francisco Standard. The city's health department tweeted on Tuesday that cities that already have their own mask mandates have been exempted by a refinement of the state's policy. Health officials are still recommending testing ahead of gatherings and safety measures like ventilation and gathering outdoors where possible. And of course, vaccination and booster shots for those eligible. The disgraced former director of the Department of Public Works, Mohamed Nuru, pleaded guilty on Friday to federal fraud charges. Prosecutors had accused him of benefiting from a, quote, long-running scheme involving multiple bribes and kickbacks. He's free at the moment on $2 million bail, but faces up to nine years of prison time and a $250,000 fine. On Tuesday, Mayor London Breed made an impassioned speech vowing to curb drug dealing and public drug use in the Tenderloin. It's time that the reign of criminals who are destroying our city, it is time for it to come to an end. And it comes to an end when we take the steps to be more aggressive with law enforcement, more aggressive with the changes in our policies, and less tolerant of all the that has destroyed our city. The mayor called on the Board of Supervisors to pass a measure to provide additional overtime funding for police and to hire additional officers to allow the department to maintain a constant presence in the Tenderloin. She said the city is going to set up a temporary center to connect people to treatment and other services. People using drugs who continue to openly do so and decline treatment could face arrest. The plan also includes efforts to shut down the sale of stolen goods by street vendors. The mayor also called for an amendment to city ordinances that control when police can view surveillance cameras in real time. In 2019, the Board of Supervisors passed a law that limited law enforcement's ability to use camera feeds during emergency situations. There are exceptions where they can, but for a lot of the issues like what happened in Union Square, they could not where there were multiple robbery crews hitting multiple stores, they couldn't even access those cameras. Mission Local interviewed Brian Hofer, who's the author of the camera legislation. He told them, quote, they've either never read the ordinance or they're being deliberately misleading, unquote. Supervisor Aaron Peskin's office said the mayor may be getting, quote, bad advice and that the current law already allows police to monitor surveillance cameras in real time if an incident poses a danger of death or serious physical injury. The advocacy group Defund SFPD Now also criticized the move, pointing out that surveillance tech like facial recognition has been shown to have racial bias, and that SFPD has previously used private surveillance networks to monitor Black Lives Matter demonstrations, in apparent violation of city ordinance. Then on Friday, Breed went a step further and declared a state of emergency in the Tenderloin. If the Board of Supervisors approves it, this would allow the city to bypass planning code and zoning rules in order to set up what they're calling a linkage site, which is meant to link people struggling with substance use to services. The alternative, according to her previously announced plan, is jail. 
The school board voted 6-1 to one last Tuesday to cut $50 million from schools and $40 million from headquarters staff to help close a $125 million deficit. The remaining $35 million will come from the district savings fund and grants. If the district hadn't made these cuts, it faced a potential takeover from the state. The budget plan was created by district staff and eliminates 121 positions, including 50 student and family support jobs, 33 teaching-related positions, and 21 administrative roles. In the days before the vote, board members Matt Alexander and Mark Sanchez had tried to work up their own plan that would have made most of the cuts from administrative and central staff. But a representative from the state education department warned that he would recommend that the state bring in a fiscal monitor if the board pursued that proposal. The staff plan, which had more detail, would keep a state takeover at bay, he said. That scenario seems to have been averted. Meanwhile, Mayor London Breed has also stepped into the school board conversation in a big way, introducing legislation that would amend the city's charter to give the board certain incentives. Breed's proposal would create an agency that oversees all the city's different services for children and youth. Those departments and agencies have a collective budget of about $200 million. The amendment would also set new standards for fiscal oversight, community engagement, and professional development for the board. Its members would be required to give a report to the mayor and supervisors every year showing that they've met those standards. And if they fail to show they've done so, the board will lose access to millions of dollars in city funding. City supervisors will be reviewing and voting on this charter amendment, and if they approve it, it'll go before city voters in June. And from Civic and the Public Press this week, an update on the city's seismic retrofit program. More than 700 buildings with what are known as soft stories, which have the potential to collapse in a quake, have not been strengthened. The last deadline in this four-tiered program was in September. At a recent meeting of the Building Inspection Commission, the Department of Building Inspection got an update on the safety of one aspect of the work conducted under this program. They had audited completed projects to see how many could have gas lines embedded in new concrete foundations, a potential leak and explosion risk in a big quake. Officials said they only found 75 such buildings. The city didn't go into depth about the program overall. Civic did, though. Check out the latest episode to hear more about the retrofits and some of the reasons why work can run behind schedule. That's what's new in the city. And as for what's next on the calendar... At an undetermined date and time this week, the Board of Supervisors will come out of winter recess to vote on whether or not to adopt the state of emergency that Mayor London Breed has declared in the tenderloin over drug use. Most of local government is taking a break for the holidays, and there are no meetings coming up for a lot of city bodies. The Board of Supervisors won't hold their next meeting until January 4th. The San Francisco Police Commission won't meet again until January 5th. The Board of Education isn't meeting until the 11th, and the Planning Commission has no upcoming meetings listed. The local Homeless Coordinating Board meets once a month, and they don't have an agenda out yet, but their first meeting of the new year should fall on Monday, January 3rd. The SFMTA Board of Directors does have one meeting coming up on Tuesday, December 21st at 1 p.m. They'll get updates on a variety of projects and work areas, including the Central Subway Project. Information about how to join that is at sfmta.com. This has been What's New and What's Next. Our music is from the Blue Dot Sessions. I'm Laura Wenis. Thanks for listening. <laughs>